You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Culture Camp. I am back at Legacy RV down in Salt Lake City. And uh, this is pretty much, if you guys haven't known or you know found out yet, this is pretty much my my headquarters, my uh, my little home office here. And um, this is kind of where it all started. Really, really like being back here, and it's been really cool to um, you know get back to kind of my roots here. Uh, I want to give you guys this is gonna be a kind of a quick quick episode, um, but I wanna I wanna talk about something that to me was extremely profound, and I guess I never really understood what it meant because uh, or like put it this way and framed this way because you know I thought I was doing one thing and another. Um, you guys know that um, you know I have like multiple times in this uh, this podcast talked about how you know I thought I had the business set up it was running without me it was 99% without me blah 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 like, I remember being on a podcast or a TV show with David Meltzer and I remember telling him um, it you know it's running 95% without me I'm a freaking beast and thought that I was a beast but I was a, pretty much a dumbass and I I should have understood way more what that meant and when I was talking with um, this consultant my you guys know that a consultant uh, is kind of coming in and really become like my buddy like they're not, I wouldn't say buddy this sounds I guess a little bit childish but like this guy is probably the most unbelievable human being in the world and has the biggest heart of anybody that I've ever met. And when I was telling him how I oper- operated the business, he started getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And in, in basically two days, it was almost like 20, 24 hours of the meetings. And in two days, um, we he asked me many, many, many questions. And the first day was basically like a, a searching or a finding um, you know, day of understanding why I did what I did every single day and why I thought it was right or wrong or because again, he knows that I have no uh, experience in a dealership. And so we kind of got down to it, which, which I think a lot of us are kind of stuck in the same, the same thing. And like, we think we're one thing and maybe another or whatever. Um, so he started talking to me about my, my childhood and my dad and everything like that. And I watched my dad, how he operated businesses and he, you know, he, he ran his network marketing business, but then he also had a ton of other businesses and didn't boom. So he started asking me really how he ran those other businesses. And we had restaurants, construction companies, mortgage companies, real estate offices, development companies, home building companies. We had everything under the sun my dad owned. And what he said is like, no, your dad wasn't a business owner. And I kind of got a little defended and I was like, what, what are you talking about? Dude, my dad was the greatest business owner ever. And he's like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't a business owner. He didn't, he didn't, he was not a business owner. And I'm like, yes, he was. So we kind of got in this little bit of a, 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 like a, okay, tell me what's going on. Like, why don't you think he's a business owner? And so he, he was talking to me about that. And he was like, look, dude, your dad was an investor. He wasn't a business owner. My mom, then he's a business owner. He's like, look, here's the, here's the difference. A business owner operates their business because they own the business. They get ownership in the business. An investor puts money into the business and expects the business just to kind of run on its own and do its own thing. And you might get a little speech check here and there, a little report here and there, but you know nothing. Um, really about the operations of the business. And I'm starting to think about that and I'm like, shit, dude, I think that's what I was, that's why I was doing what I was doing in the RV business and how I ran this and ran all the dealerships is I didn't know what it was like to walk into a store and ask questions or even know what I should be measuring. 
what my dad used to do is we used to go eat at our restaurants all the time and he used to go in there and be like, hey, like I don't wanna be talked to, I don't wanna be bugged, like you guys keep doing your thing, I love you guys, like he was always there for support and love. But I, he, my dad couldn't tell you what temperature the chicken had to be cooked at, he couldn't tell you um, like anything about really how the business operated and so therefore you know to this this guy's definition he was not a business owner he was an investor and i started to really think about and grasp that idea of a business owner versus an investor and i think you know what i did was i literally watched my dad do that in many facets of all kinds of different businesses and so i acted like that with the dealerships and wasn't really knowing what to ask the questions and like i actually asked my dad i told my dad this and kind of I wouldn't say I interviewed my dad, but I started talking to him about this, and my dad was like, "No, you're. I think you're. you're I think you're right. Like, I, I couldn't tell you what temperature things had to be. Like, I knew we needed chicken, but I obviously because we sell it, but I don't really know how to, how it got cooked or how it operated. So yeah, I was an investor, but he had a business. What he did is he focused on his business that he knew, like the back of his hand, everything was focused with the network marketing, and then he took some money and started placing it in other places." but he always kept his focus on the cash cow. So he owned that business, but then the other ones, he was an investor. And now you can say like, technically maybe you're on the, you know, the LLC if you're an owner, but really you're just an investor if you don't really know how everything operates like it should. And so last week when you're talking about, um, you know, the getting involved and, you know, being, you know, the teamwork and everything with the business is, I really stress you guys, you know, out there, unless you like are a bona fide stone cold investor is to become an actual business owner take ownership in the business and that means from top to the bottom get heavily involved in your business and, and understand every single thing that's going on um, like I think I said in the last couple of episodes I, I want to learn how to be a technician I want to learn how to sell I want to learn how to sell finance I want to learn how to work on it I want to learn every aspect of the business because if I don't understand every aspect of the business and how people operate and not even understand what they do but actually walk the walk with them you know and go work with them it's almost like undercover boss but you're not undercover but you're literally like hey i'm just a parts guy today just show me what you do every single day then you know as a business owner you probably have that creative brain where you can maybe figure out problems and processes or, or figure out the the or identify the problems and figure out the processes and to make it run way smoother than maybe anybody else but you know, with me going back to the dealerships, I had no idea how things were supposed to run and how do you keep someone accountable for something that you don't even know what it's supposed to look like, and which is kind of foolish of me. And again, dealerships are the most complicated, hardest business in America to run. Um, you know, any dealer owner out there, I can't imagine what they go through. Um, it is the hardest, so like kudos, 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 because the hardest business, and that not taking away from anything else, actually some of us dealer guys are probably jealous of some of you guys that have more simplified businesses that aren't you know, necessarily so tied around so many different things and whatever, but it is what it is, we're in this industry, like Andy Elliott, my man says, look, you asked for this by getting in the business. Now, if I would have known what I was asking for, I probably wouldn't have asked for it and probably you know, went down some other, some other you know, road of business ownership or like I was a half-ass investor before, as, as this guy would say. So now what my goal is and with some, with some you know, I guess, advice or some tips and tricks is to take, you know, a business owner, am I a business owner or an investor? What's the, what is the goal? Like, right, like if the goal obviously investor, then 
you know, how would I be the best investor? How do I help? How do I coach? How do I consult? How do I do things of being that good investor where I can, and then learning the metrics that gotta be measured and make sure that they're being measured, right? Because you also have people underneath, you know, in, in that investment, say it's, you know, it's an ice cream shop. Well, you gotta, you gotta understand things in an ice cream shop or, you know, how are you gonna know that your money's invested in the right things? And that's why I always kind of laugh at people that take money out of their business and then go start investing and kind of working a little bit in some other, like aspect or some other like totally different industry and they have no idea what they're doing and they lose their ass. Well, there's a point because you had no idea what you were doing and you're losing your ass. So stop losing your ass. You better find it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, becoming a business owner and really identifying like what your business needs and if you don't know it, get someone that can teach you. That's been the biggest thing for me is like I don't know what I don't know and my employees know that and a lot of us are new and a lot of us have, have been trained by me which you know, if, it's like the blind leading the blind over here. Like, how are we supposed to know where we're going if no one knows what we're supposed to be doing, right? We're just sitting here like throwing mud on the wall and we had this little sexy safety blanket called COVID that really just drove revenue for us and we didn't understand really how to dial in those processes. And now that we're identifying these different things and I am heavily in the business, like every single day I'm at a dealership and mostly office here at, a, at you know, down here in Salt Lake City, um, you know, I'm finding a lot of things and being able to operate very smoothly. Uh, one thing that I've really got to be very happy for is I had, you know, massive opportunity with some people um, bouncing on us is restructure the company where now it's only me and the general managers and so we can operate. I can sit here at the store and we can make decisions today. I don't need to okay it or feel like I need to run it by anybody. And so I would also challenge you guys to look at that business ownership to see if you know, you're slowing yourself down or, or you're having people that are kind of self-sabotaging everything. So you, you gotta make sure that you trim everything so you can operate super, super fast because the worst thing that you can do is just have people in positions that you feel like, you know, oh, I have to be there or I have to run up by them or this and that and the other. Like, that's okay, like I totally get like edification. You know, if I have a technician come to me about something, I'm gonna go to the general manager, general manager's gonna go to the service manager because we want the edification to go upline, all right? Or like, you know, we want that, we, we, we want them, I want them to know that I talk to the GM and then the GM's gonna talk to the service manager and the service manager's gonna talk to that technician. We gotta go in a line here, there's a chain of command. But I have no problem going straight to the service manager because me and the general manager are so aligned. But there are, you know, those different things, but when you're in the, when you, you know, you know what's going on when you're in the business and, you know, you pay attention to those things, then you can make those decisions very fast. And you can go and, hey, you know, service manager, general manager, technician, get in here, let's talk about this, boom, right here today, instead of having to go through multiple different, uh, you know, avenues and emails and phone calls and playing phone tag and this and that and the other, um, especially with, you know, businesses in different states. I don't understand how people, you know, do that efficiently and effectively. Well, I do now because they had everything so dialed in from the beginning. Like a good buddy of mine, respect the living heck out of a massive dealership organization out of Florida. Um, he's a really young guy, just phenomenal human being, and love this guy to death. Like we, we yeah, just a great guy. Um, he's like, dude, it took me 10 years to learn how to make money in this industry of having one dealership, and then I went and rinsed and repeated those dealerships all across the eastern, eastern United States. And I'm like, he's like, you're the dumb, like, you know, I used to think it was bragging, oh man, we got, you know, nine locations doing a hundred million. And then he was like, you know, what is, you know, bigger, ballsy, is one location with a hundred million. So instead of going wide, go deep, and you were never ready to grow. And he, you know, he came, actually flew out here, he flew his jet out here to Utah. 
and on his dime and literally went all of our locations and when just fine tweaks like little mini tweaks here and there and i'm like dang like we're not even playing the same game we're, we're not playing the same game i flew on his plane back to florida looked at what he's doing boom you know now we come back and we start making some changes which made some people uncomfortable they're gone because last time i looked my last name is right here on this this notebook and it's it's my company it's my family's company um, you know, my dad, we're all involved and we're going to do things that we want to do and we're going to do them how, how, how we want to do them and, you know, not going and finding the right answers and implementing those right answers and not trying to prove, we don't have, we don't have such big egos that we have to prove that it all came from us. Heck, if I care, man, like I am proud to say that I have people in here helping me in all kinds of different aspects and in, in all kinds of different areas. That's how you build it. That's how you get better. Like, in the, if you look in the NBA, they have a million different coaches or a bunch of different coaches. And the NFL is even more. Hell, they go for, I got like 50 coaches on the team because it's not all about the head coach. Like, yeah, head coach is super important. That's the top dog. That's the leader. That's, that sets the tone. But they can't do everything. They bring people in. They do this. They do that. So creating that, that coaching team for me has been very, very important. Um, and then also identifying those coaches that, you know, in my life that were here that me and them didn't get along and it's just, you know, bad. And, um, but then, you, you know, you, you have to go through those to make, to understand what you really do appreciate, but having these coaches and mentors in my life has literally been life-changing. Um, you know, having Andy Elliott, um, you know, help our sales and with his staff, um, you know, with Ian Macklin, one of the greatest freaking guys in the world, he actually called me today. I do him a couple phone calls back. Um, you know, having the, that, you know, that be a mentor, um, Jonathan be a mentor, and, you know, Denver being like all these different people being a mentor to me is I just want to create a super company and cr take a little bit of everything and create, you know, what I really want. And it's my vision um, where the company is going. And so it's, but I wouldn't know how to go look for that or what I'm looking or any of that if I wouldn't understand how the business was. Because if for five years, and I don't have a sales process, you would have thought, okay, well, Jay, you know, get someone to come help you build a sales process. But for five years, I didn't really understand what that meant. Well, in one freaking meeting with, with my buddy from Florida, I now understand what a sales process is supposed to look like. Or they going to his dealership and it looked like a, a beautiful ballet was unbelievable. And what it really does, and like what, what I didn't really understand is it's not for yourself. Nothing that we're doing is for yourself like a great sales process actually gives better customer service because it's adding value to the customer it's it's all in an understanding how that was all going is 10 times better customer service than what we were doing before just of the few things we've implemented in the last couple of weeks is so much better on the customer service level i can tell the changing of people's minds and mind shifts like here internally which then i can look at the customers and say man like we took care of that customer because we we did the right things and the worst thing that you can do is to have a process that doesn't add value to your client or your customer, because really that's what it's all about. If it's all about you, then it's always, always gonna be about you. But at the end of the day, I'm in the customer service business, not in the RV business. So I understand that. And so if everything is geared towards customer service and customer experience and making sure you know, that's all taken care of, it's, it, the other stuff kind of falls in its place. But again, I wouldn't know that if I wouldn't have gone to these dealership, got the right mentors, got the right people in my life, got the right um, understanding and kind of had to see the light to, to realize that. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I've said the story about how I met Andy on this podcast, but it's like, I went to this guy's stores down in Florida. He told me because he thought, you know, saw everything, how bad it was in Utah. 
go back down to Florida. And then, you know, I remember sitting at Olive Garden with him actually. And he was telling me, you need to go like, you know, learn from Grant Cardone, go hire him, go hire Andy Elliott. Like literally use those two names and said, you need, like, you need to really learn sales because you know nothing about sales and everything you do in, in, in RV or in a dealership sense is sales. And, you know, therefore the better you are at sales, the better you are taking care of your customer. Because if you, you know, if you're not, then, you know, you're in the customer service business. And I was like, oh, okay. Flight got delayed like five hours, six, something like that on the tarmac. It was so long that we actually ran out of fuel and had to freaking go back to the damn t t uh, terminal thing or whatever, fuel back up and go back um, and take off. That's how long we were sitting on the freaking tarmac. And so what I was doing during that, I was looking up Andy Elliott uh, videos and learning from him and learning and learning. Cause I had the Grant Cardone stuff and it, you know, it's a little bit older cause Grant hasn't been in a dealership in a very, very long time. And as Andy just speaks to me cause I'm that freaking crazy intense guy. And I, I like that. Started watching all these videos and literally came back, you know, that was on a Sunday, came back super late on a Sunday. You know, wasn't supposed to, but super late on Sunday. Then the next thing I, I do is I literally hit up my GM and here in Salt Lake and my bro, I'm gonna be there tomorrow let's go and just go start freaking implementing and I had this game plan doing all these things and then not even came that was Monday Tuesday went by the same thing up at one of our stores and then Wednesday I was doing the same thing get a text message from a buddy of mine that was like hey come to dinner I was like, all right cool so I go to dinner with them and what do you know Andy Elliott's freaking at this dinner and it's crazy that if if that would have been five days prior I would have just said hey bro really good to meet you you're cool whatever now, knowing Andy, he's that good at sales. He probably would have found out in the RV business and told me that I needed him, but I would have been way less of a lay down. Like, he's like, he offered me this package and I was like, sure. Right there in Keaton's freaking in his, in his front yard, I guess you'd call that. <laughs> not even on his backyard. And I'm like, this is freaking meant to be. Like, I don't know if, you know, believe in God or anything, but I was, this is totally a godsend because like I was literally talking to this guy in Florida watching your videos on and then we have a lot of mutual friends like i could have gotten hold of him like me and his right hand man guy you know arian williamson with the, all the fitness like i we spoke together me and aaron have kept in touch aaron was trying to get me to come back you know come down to to arizona but i'm thinking i'm going to arizona to talk kind of more about like culture stuff and different things um i was never thinking i was going to ever go to arizona to learn sales it's crazy mindset like but just my whole entire world has shifted so so focused on these dealerships and what I want to do to create the biggest best brand in the world you know right now nothing else matters but it's crazy to five days prior would have paid zero attention to that but it just it's crazy how things work of just the right time right place the right feeling like I understood what it looked like I understood the sales process I understood how you deal with the customers how you how you customer service people like all these different things and then that night look at the YouTube videos you know, two days later, three days, whatever it is, literally sitting face to face with this guy, one on one, like having one of the greatest conversations. And so like understanding your business and getting heavily involved is so important because people cannot make you have those golden handcuffs. You can't have, not, you can't have people, um, you know, taking advantage of you and the golden handcuffs are basically like they, you can't fire them. They just make themselves invaluable because they know too much. They, People should be not fireable because they're so good that you don't ever let them go. Not because that they know everything and they control you, right? And so when you're getting involved in, you know, you're in your business, you're gonna be able to understand that more. And it's also gonna create that, lead, that bond and that relationship between you and all your team. 
Um, it's so important to have that, to have you know, everybody know that you have their back, even if you have a really big company. Um, what I didn't do is I did not, like I talked about culture a lot, but my culture was more, you know, understanding people and this and that and the other. Um, but I got told by, a, you know, an ex-mentor of mine, I'll say, you know, hey, stay way far away from your people, never hang out with them, don't know them, don't know their relationships, nothing. And then you have everybody else I talked to. And then Andy literally said, you're the biggest idiot in the world. That's what it's all about. And so now going towards that, you know, culture that I've always wanted to create, more than just personalities and managers, which is super, super important, but then really how you treat everybody and how you deal with everybody, but then you take all of that and you put it in processes and have the process be your culture. So again, I'm gonna keep you know, saying this until I'm blue in the face, is the process is the culture. Get everything so defined that the process is the culture. Chick-fil-A, I'd imagine, has one of the greatest cultures of chicken sandwich, or greatest cultures in the world, and all they do is serve chicken sandwiches or chicken nuggets or chicken strips, but it's chicken, right? Yeah, they're the home of the original chicken sandwich, what they say, but they didn't really reinvent the chicken sandwich. They reinvented how the chicken sandwich was served. And if you think about that and think about how they do that, you would say their culture is amazing. And I've had you know f friends and family that uh, were really friends that have worked there and said that it's an amazing culture. but. Now I want to go back to him and ask him, like after I've learned all of this stuff, now I'll go, was it really the, like was it, what was the process? I guarantee it was my pleasure, how you serve people, how you talk to people, what you do. You know, we got one sauce, you know, you ask for one sauce, we'll give you two. You ask for two, we'll give you three. We ask for three, we'll give you four. Because they always level everything up. And they don't complain about how many sauces you're getting. And what does it do? Every, every day, Chick-fil-A is packed. And what they are in the customer service business, they are not in the Chick-fil-A business. And you know, McDonald's might have been the process and how they just you know slam burgers you know and everything out of a out of a restaurant. But Chick-fil-A really recreated that that customer experience level, your customer experience aspect to an entirely different level, where now they're the fastest growing food chain. So it's just it's incredible to be able to see the two different you know two different things. You know, Obviously, McDonald's is massive, right? But it's just the two different level of, uh, you know, companies there. And so, you know, what company do you want to be? Really ask yourself that. What company do you want to be? And you want to be the McDonald's, you want to be the Chick-fil-A, the Burger King, Wendy's, whatever. Um, but the biggest advice is just be you and do what you want to do. And so, you know, to wrap it up, you know, tonight when you get home or whatever, if you're if you're driving or you're listening to this on the road, you know, think about being you know the business owner versus an investor, and what you what the outcome you're trying to have. If you're a business owner, a true business owner, and understanding every aspect of the business and creating that bond with everybody, it's gonna be very very important. And then getting heavily involved. So, I appreciate you all. Uh, thank you for listening on this episode of Culture Camp. We'll keep coming out with these short little stints of everything that I learned. I hope you guys are having a good time with this because I definitely am. Because it's cool. Like, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback about this stuff because, look, like a lot of people, you know, come to me for different things here and there. But now I'm getting very vulnerable on this podcast because I want you all to see the real side of being a human being or a business owner. You are learning stuff every single day. Things that you say a year ago, you might learn that are not correct, or you, you might learn that can be better, or here or there or everywhere. And I wanna show you how powerful it is to have a mentor and people in your life to help and coach you. 
of things that you know, one way to really maybe see it through a different lens and to be truly coachable, to understand like what that really means and to adapt or die. You have to adapt at the times. You have to like, if you know, in do not have a, an ego where the ego brings you down. Just find the right answers. And I'm really excited. I love like, y'all walking with me with this because we're doing this. I feel like we're doing this together. I get a lot of feedback about this and that. Like we're doing this together because everybody out there is going through some trials and tribulations in their life, whether it's personal or business or whatever. We're all going through stuff, and it's. It's kind of like an, a, a, a duty of mine to really show you like, hey, there's an ugly side of entrepreneurship. There's an ugly side of business ownership, but there's also a fantastic, great side. But what you see on Instagram, all these people, their life's just great, 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 great. is not always right. Like if any person on any Instagram gets up there and says that their relationship with their wife is perfect 110% of the time, like I don't feel like that's even possible, right? So like, or their business or whatever. So, you know, you know, there's pain points and, you know, how hard I'm working right now with my wife and different things. But we, we talk about those and am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'm not going to ever admit that I'm perfect because I never will and never want to be perfect. But, you know, if there's little things that I'm going through that I could maybe give some advice or just, hey, like maybe double check this or double check that or, hey, maybe I say this all the time, you know, always meet, you know, this with your employees or this with your, with your spouse or whatever, get on the same page. But I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, well, I haven't then, you know, but that's on me. Like, so we just, we're all in this together. Um, and I'm really excited for what we have going on here at the Haugen RV Group. And we're really, really, really got some good things going. And, you know, the world wants to see us go out. The world wants to see us, you know, fail and crash and burn multiple people. And we can get that in a, in a crazy podcast too, because um, there's multiple people out there that are trying to get us, get at us right now. And, you know, the enemy tries to still kill and destroy everything at all times. And there's really some adversity coming towards us. Um, but we are shaking it. We're moving. We're freaking kicking down that adversity and we're kicking ass right now and probably having the best, you know, winter we're going to have, you know, in a very, very long time, which I'm very excited about. So, um, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a, a good start of the, uh, or end of November and a good start of December. And we will see you on the next episode of Culture Camp. And, uh, if you like this episode, please share it. Please hit me up. Please, you know, message me on Instagram. Um, let's connect. I'd love to connect with more of you and just be here if you ever need anything. And we're going to keep kicking ass and I hope you kick ass too. Love you guys.